and welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast, talking to Austin Huff, the editor uh, of the sports department still as of this taping, so that's good. Uh, speaking to you in about 10 seconds after I get done introducing him, will be Evan Leepak, also a sports reporter as of this taping, so congratulations. As of right now? Yes. Who knows about the future? Yeah, you but, never know. But what the as of right is. now, it's looking good. Mm-hmm. So that's all that matters. We yeah. we live in the present here at the Goshen News. Yeah, I so. guess one <laughs> one day at a time, right? Yeah, um, it's a grind, man. Got to mm-hmm. keep it going. Mm, something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, we had we've had some sports happening. Um, believe it or not, nothing this week though. Because no, uh, no high school sports. Spring sports. break. Spring break, which we will come back to later in this episode. Spring break. It's oh, very exciting. spring break memories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Specifically you know. about uh, our spring break memories. Yeah, spring break memories. Who, who doesn't love chatting it up about spring break? So, anyway, before we get into that, we have a little little business to take care of. We had the NCAA tournament and men's basketball tournament and uh, Monday night, and it was uh, billed as one of the best, potentially one of the best title games in tournament history. And it was a big old dud as good as Baylor just <laughs> eviscerated Gonzaga. Gonzaga was going for the unbeaten season, and they didn't lead for one second in last night's title game. Lost 86 uh, 70. We watched that game together, Evan, and uh, the Bears defense, man, was just uh, unworldly. I mean, they were suffocating Gonzaga with everything they did last night. It's like Gonzaga hadn't seen a defense before. Mm-hmm. That's the way they played in the, at least the first half of the first half. They really had no answers for Baylor's defense at all. They finally made a little little uh, comeback there in the second half of the nine. first half. And they so, cut yeah. it to nine early in the second half. Because it was, it was 19 points at one point in the first half. Cut to ten at halftime. You're thinking, oh, here we go. We got Gonzaga. They're going to come back in the second half and win this game. That's what you're saying. Yeah. The Baylor betters were hoping that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you Who's said, that? Who you, said, <laughs> you said it was a dud for every. It turned out to be a dud, but it wasn't a dud for the Baylor betters. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So or the Baylor Bears either. Yep. So Scott Drew, good for him. 18, yeah. 18 years ago, took over a really yeah. really bad Baylor program, and uh, he said back then he's going to bring a title to Waco, and he did that last night. So mm-hmm. good for him. Would have been nice Scott. for Mark Few too, because he never won it. Undefeated season. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tough for Gonzaga, though, because, you know, you win win all those games in a row, get all the way to the title game, and kind of lay an egg. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Perfect for Easter. A lot of... Easter weekend. Uh, oh, oh, they laid an egg. <laughs> they laid an egg on it. Easter. I get it. Easter uh, weekend. Baylor has risen as a program, so... Uh, boo. Baylor is risen. <laughs> Baylor boo. is risen. <laughs> it's not as good. <laughs> hey, we're, you made an egg joke. I had to follow it up with an equally awful punny joke. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a good day for Indiana fans in general. The Hoosiers of 76 get to keep their mark as the last undefeated college basketball team to win a title. And uh, Scott Drew, Baylor coach, is from Michigan a little, you know. His dad obviously coached at uh, Valparaiso, and his brother Bryce hit the, one of the more infamous, one of the more famous shots, I should say, in tournament history, the Valpo shot to beat uh, Ole Miss yep. in 94, I believe. You know who else was on that uh, court at the time? Who? Florida head coach Mike White. 
Former Ole Miss Rebel. <laughs> fun there's fact your, for there's you. Your Florida fun fact brought to you by Evan Leepak. Um Cool. 2022 national champs, Florida Gators. Not if Mizzou beats them. Got to speak it into Not existence. Not if Mizzou beats them first with... Uh, with no players, with, me with as a bunch point of guard. Duke, yeah, Duke me as a point guard. I'm I'm gonna get in shape and play point guard for Mizzou next year. I think I still have eligibility. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but I can check into it. So grad transfer. Better start training. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of training, but I could probably play point guard. Um. So yeah, Baylor is the national champs, first championship in program history. Uh, congrats to them, and congrats also to the winner of our. Uh, tournament reader contest. We actually had a three-way tie for first place. Don Miller, Alvy Shetler, and Eric Lambright all tied for first at 141 points scored in our tournament challenge. All three picked Baylor over Gonzaga in the championship game. So it came down to the tiebreaker, and we had people guess what the total points scored would be in the national championship game. Uh, the total last night was 156, 8670 Baylor. And Dawn Miller, by five points, wins the tournament challenge. She guessed 147 for the total. Alvy Shetler was at 142. And Eric Lambright was at 135 as a total for the national championship game. So congratulations, Dawn, on winning the top prize of $100. Alvy Shuttler wins $50, and Eric Lambright wins $25 for the bracket Negotiation News Tournament Challenge. We had about 270 entries, so thank you to everyone who entered, and uh, pretty competitive uh, bracket challenge. Obviously, it came down to the last game, and then it came down to the tiebreaker, so uh, kudos to them. And quick shout-out as well to one entry, um, Harlan Height from Liga Near. He picked uh, Butler, or not Butler, sorry, I wrote BU, and my brain said Butler. Um, Baylor over Gonzaga as well, and he had the correct point total for last night, 156. Now, I doubt Harlan had 86-70 in his brain as the title game, but maybe he did. I'll have to, we'll have to ask him maybe in the future. Um, he actually finished 20th in 20th place, 127 points. So basically, if he, if he had hit on like one or two more picks... In the Elite Eight, he could have like won, like won it and had the correct total, like for the for the title game, which would have been like almost like the perfect run, like in our challenge, basically. So have some smart uh, bracket goers in this area, smarter than me. Mm-hmm. Well, I I talked to Dawn, uh, and she uh, she said that she kind of half guessed the tournament, but she knew she knew some things. She knew Baylor was good, obviously, in Gonzaga. But she got, she says she got lucky. So how annoying is that? I know when you watch, you think tons right. of college you basketball. You think you know what you're doing, and then yeah, so and you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. I think my bracket would have finished like 270th this year. So <laughs> mine would have been 271st. <laughs> yeah, we were both pretty miserable. And I, I Out gave of up 270. Mine was 271st. Right. I gave up following the bracket after like the first day, like pretty much, like so. Uh, yeah. So congratulations to Don. And everyone that competed in our brackets, obviously we had a lot of good entries this year. Um, Did you enjoy uh, One Shining Moment? I didn't see any Mizzou in it, so it was very sad. Um, Got some. I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, it's always a good way to end the season. Puts mm-hmm. you in a good mood. Yeah. 
So. Reminds me of all the good times and the bad times. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think it's corny, but I think it's classic. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. Mizzou wasn't even bad enough to get into the sad part of the video. You know what I mean? Like Florida got into the sad. <laughs> Florida got into the sad part and the happy part because they lost to Oral Roberts. That's why. Mizzou, Oklahoma played like the most forget like a good game, but now pretty much forgettable. You know, so mm-hmm. no sad Mizzou players even made the cut. That's really depressing. Like. That's how irrelevant your game was. You didn't make the sad cut, you know? So, it's tough. Anyway, so, title game kind of kicks off a really cool sports week uh, nationally, or month, really, in general. Um, also, before I get to that, quick shout-out, Stanford women winning the national championship as well. 54-53 over Arizona. That was a pretty good game, actually. A good Final Four for the women, too. Arizona upset UConn. Stanford and South Carolina came down to the stretch. Uh, women's tournament was probably better than the men's tournament this year. Yeah. The Gonzaga-UCLA national semifinal turned out to be the best game of yeah. the tournament. So Yeah, Suggs. Jalen Suggs with that shot. That was crazy. And I knew after that game that the national championship probably wasn't going to live up to it, and it didn't. Not even close. Right. So. Yeah, you were hoping for competitiveness, at least, between Gonzaga and Baylor, and Kind of like you said, looked like Gonzaga hadn't seen a defense all season. So, pretty bad. But anyway, nationally, the Masters is this week. You've got um, MLB baseball back. The Cubs are 3-1. and one. Let's go, um, as of this recording at least. Enjoy it for uh, now. Yeah, yeah it's, it could be a long year. Um, you got the NBA and the NHL coming down. The Wire postseason pushes for each of those leagues. Um and I kind of proposed the question to you a little bit last night. Like, is this the best sports month, you know, of the year when you got baseball, NBA, NHL, the Masters, the tournament ends, you got the NFL draft at the end of the month. You know, this is a pretty, you got college football, even some college football spring practices and stuff like that going on. Like, for me, I would put April 3rd, I think, behind October and, and March. But that's just my personal there's a lot going on, so you're right. Summer's big because you know NHL and NBA playoffs, MLB's in full swing at that point. Mm-hmm. So those are that's a that's a big time for sports as well. What's, what's your favorite month? I, we didn't really answer that question. What's your favorite month? I mean, nothing really beats the NCAA tournament, obviously in March, and there's still a lot of sports going on, but. Uh, I've always really enjoyed football, the fall, NFL and college football, both going on at the same time. This is probably my favorite time, you know, when when both of those things are in full pick swing. Pick a month, for the love of God. <laughs> I'm, not pick, I'm not picking a month. I can't pick a month. I'm going October. October. I love baseball, so the playoffs. MLB. World Series. You got the NFL, the college football going on. And, again, you, you're kind of knowing who's good. By those points, too, so you know which games are going to be good in theory. you got the NBA coming back, the NHL coming back. Um, yeah, it's probably the best. I would so, agree with that. Yep. I'm going October. You don't have to agree with me on everything, dude. You don't have to. Well, what other, after that great argument, you know, what other month could I pick? You could pick March. You could pick June if you wanted to. I don't care. July. February. July, just <laughs> baseball. Just baseball going on in July. Super Bowl, February. February. Well, for you this past year, probably February. It was but. a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some local stuff. Uh, you know, as much as I love talking about the national 
seen. We got, you know, we had our first full week of baseball last week. A uh, couple teams stood out. Goshen, 3-0. and uh, We already talked about the dual no-hitter with the Fairfield kid, uh, Alec Hirschberger and then Reese Fisher for Goshen. But they beat Fairfield again Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, and then last Wednesday beat West Oble in about 12 degrees of weather, uh, which was freezing. So, uh, you know, Red Hawks, good start. Not sure necessarily what to you – know, it's, it's hard to tell what – Teams are obviously coming off a two-year layoff, but hey, three and is three and That's a good start if you're a Red Hawk fan, I guess. They've been ruthless on the mound. Mm, good word. Been ridiculous. I mean, four I hits. Like ruthless better. Four hits, two runs. They've only given up. You have 32 strikeouts through the first three games. You really can't beat that. If they continue like that on the mound, they're going to be a really good team this year, and they're already showing it. Scoring enough runs. 18 runs through first three games. Obviously, the first game was with the dual dual no hitter was a little difficult to get runs manufactured. But they've come back and scored nine and seven. So, so I think I think they're figuring it out on that in the batter's box as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that and obviously as uh, as pretty much every coach will tell you, the pitching is usually ahead of the hitting, especially early in the season and it's cold. And, uh, I've heard it a couple times already. Haven't haven't swung yeah. a bat in a couple yeah. of years too. Like that's also playing a factor, I bet. So, um, yeah. So you you'll see that with a lot of teams, lower hit totals, lower run totals. Usually, um, the the exception appears to be Northwood right now in baseball. They're two and zero. They won their first game twelve eight over Westview, and then they went twenty six to twelve over Mishawaka Marion last Tuesday. Um, Nate Newcomer hit a grand slam at eight RBIs in that game. Um, and the Panthers actually received some votes in the 3A poll that came out uh, on Monday. So they are officially ranked 19th uh, in, a top, in the top 10 poll. They're 19th in the receiving votes category. So, Well, when you score that many runs in one <laughs> game, you're going to catch people's attention. So it doesn't surprise me that they've received some votes. Very early, though. So... I can't say that they're going to be scoring in the 20s every game. If they're scoring 26 runs consistently uh, in April and May, then maybe they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But, you know, talking to A.J. Reisdorf, the the coach before the season, he mentioned, you know, those uh, 11, 12 seniors that they have, you know, they're going to ride with those guys, you know, and he's he's excited about what they could do and – you know, should be, you know, with a team like that, experience is going to matter a lot this year just because no one really had a season last year. So if you got guys who played two years ago, three years ago, even as freshmen, like that's going to be huge, you know, for for them this season, I think, in a tough NLC with Northridge, Lurkin, Goshen obviously playing well. So it should be interesting to see uh, how the Panthers do. Um, and then in softball, we got a couple undefeated teams as well. Northridge won again. We talked about their no-hitter last week against Fairfield. They come back and beat Lakeland 15-5. to uh, Raiders are mashing the ball right now. 33 runs in two games. I mean, it's a pretty good average if you ask me. So. Mashing the ball. That was good. Yeah. It's a good word to use. Thank you. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Some, is true. Something Some, like that. The biggish, the biggish bucks. The, yeah. the bucks, just the, the bucks. They pay bucks. me a the bucks. bucks. Anyway, you got any notes, sir? Yeah, the, I the mean, Raiders. Thirty-three runs in two games. It's pretty ridiculous. And the first game I went to, like you said, a lot of it was, 
like half the runs came off uh, Fairfield fielding issues. So in their the way they the way they hit the ball, it's just going to continue to get better as well. So and obviously 15 runs against Lakeland, it's it's becoming a trend. So we'll, <laughs> so we'll see if they can continue that trend after spring break. Hopefully spring break doesn't slow their bats down at all. Mm-hmm. Or the arm of Hostetler as well. She's 2-0, nine innings pitched. So one hit, one run. Only two walks and 20 strikeouts so far. So pretty good. She's been pretty ridiculous. It's pretty good. And uh, one other team still kind of in our area that's undefeated, West Noble, 3-0-1. and They had a 6-6 tie with Wallasee last week where they gave up five runs in the bottom of the seventh to, for Wallasee to tie the game, and then I think it got suspended due to darkness. So that's annoying. West Noble three zero and one, and they're also led by, uh, you know, Casey Click is one of their is their top pitcher, and mm-hmm. she's had a little bit of some walk issues, but if she figures it out with the walks, she's it's a pretty good team. Has twenty strikeouts, but yeah, eighteen walks. So that's tough. Yeah, you don't want that number to be one and one to one ratio on walks and strikeouts usually. So yeah, no. not ideal. Um, so. Softball polls came out this past Monday as well, and we have three teams each receiving one vote in each in each class. Westview got one vote in 2A, West Oba got one in 3A, and Northridge got one vote in 4A. So good, they all deserve one, one vote. vote. I wonder who at voted least, for at least them. one vote. Who's voting? I wonder if each coach like voted for their own team in the poll, and that's the only reason. Why they it's actually vote. possible. It's possible. To be honest. But, hey, all three of those teams are playing well right now, early. It's early, but they're playing well. You know, if they could sustain it, they'll definitely move up in the polls. Like, there's no doubt about that. So, um, And also some other uh, polls that came out this week. It's poll season now, I guess. Um, girls tennis, Northridge was ranked 23rd in the state. Uh, and in boys golf, we didn't have any coverage teams ranked. So, kind of sad. I could not find track rankings. I don't know if this is state track rankings or not. Couldn't find any, though. So You think those are hard to rank, track teams? Yes and no. I bet you it's probably easier to rank, like, individual athletes. It's kind of like wrestling. You mm-hmm. know, you can rank kids in their weight classes, and then, like, maybe that affects the team total, right? Like, Goshen... Goshen might not have the best win-loss record on the boys' side this year, but their distance runners were all pretty good. You know, like Drew Hogan and Tommy Claxton and Cole Johnston and guys like that. So those individual runners might be ranked higher. Might help their team ranking, you know, a little bit. So, but, yeah, I don't know. It's probably hard to rank track. It's probably the, of the of the six spring, it's probably the hardest to rank track. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Anyway, we mentioned it earlier. All of our teams are on break this week. Uh, no game, no high school games until April 10th, the Saturday. Uh, so I jokingly told Evan to look up or at, think about his favorite spring break <laughs> memories. Look, <laughs> look it up. Look up your look up on Facebook your oh favorite gosh. spring break memories. Now you obviously live in like a world that always is on spring break, basically Florida. Um, <laughs> So your spring break memories might not be as distinct as others, but uh, do you have any favorite PG spring break moments? PG, <laughs> we can't uh, we can't we can't get really past PG thirteen. Definitely not R. That's definitely not the window. Definitely not in R uh, either. 
I think we all have some R-rated spring break stories, but we can't share those on the on the podcast. So, yeah, obviously, like I said, being down in Florida is easy to easy and convenient to have a good time on spring break every year, whether that was in high school or college. Um, a lot of the times, I would just go go to the beach. Not anything special during high school. Just go to the beach. Either either that or have a lake day. There's a bunch of lakes where I grew up, so we would do that, get a boat or whatever, do that. In college, I went to Miami in my sophomore, junior year. Yeah, junior year. So like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Went to Miami for a few days with some friends. It was St. Patrick's Day, so... It was extra. It was extra lit, as the kids say. <laughs> so there's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. So that was a lot of fun. It was probably my best spring break I've ever had because I hadn't really been down to Miami, yep. surprisingly yet to that point. So yeah, to like experience it other than just like driving through or going to a Dolphins game or something, mm-hmm. something like that. So well, Dolphins. Well, I went to I went to the Bucks Dolphins trading turning against the Bucks. No, I went to the Dolphins. Uh, Broncos game back when Tim Tebow like oh, had that yeah <laughs> had, had that you're comeback. A, you're a sucker for the Tim Tebow, yeah. Yeah, so that's okay. Tim Tebow ruined the Bears one season. It was sad. That's okay. Yeah, I didn't really do much for spring break ever. I usually would just go home. Like when I was at college, I would just go home, and we never really did like family vacations or anything on spring break in high school. So, but the only thing I really did ever did on spring break was my senior year of college. This is very cool, very, very cool of me. I went to WrestleMania with my college roommate a senior year. We went to Orlando. It was in Orlando, so we were there for four days. Went to Universal Studios. Uh, did all the WWE things that weekend. They had, like, a fan access thing where you could, like, see exhibits and whatnot. And went to the Hall of Fame ceremony and the, like, the, for lack of a better term, the AAA show like the minor league show like the night before and then went to wrestlemania at camping world stadium it's a terrible stadium. also known as the citrus bowl um also known as a dump wow rude disrespectful bro shouldn't be honest disrespectful with you. i have it's all these a, great sentimental feelings about it's not a great WrestleMania, <laughs> and you're ruining them with your analysis of the stadium bro. sorry you had to subject yourself to that it was a good WrestleMania, man. The Hardy Boys came back and won the tag titles. That was cool for me. I grew up watching those guys, so it was very cool to see them wrestle in person. Uh, John Cena proposed to his uh, fiance, then fi- well, became her fiance after she said yes, but then they broke off the engagement. So sad. Um, <laughs> that was really awkward. You know, they did this whole thing in the ring. And he proposed, and then a year later they called it off. So it was super awkward. Um, John Cena's down bad. <laughs> I know. Well, he's he's doing okay, I think. You know, all things considered, he's because he's on Wipeout. He's <laughs> yeah. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, John. Imagine. Chill. I can't believe he shaved his head for all those years, and he's got like a great head, head of great hair. head of hair. Beautiful head of hair. Stupid. He's doing like eight hundred movies now. Um, did the new Suicide Squad. He's supposed to be the villain in the new Fast and Furious one that's supposed to come out last year you know I've not, everything got delayed but yeah and then The Undertaker retired for like the eighth time um, but this one felt real like he actually like put his jacket and everything in the ring and then a year later he came back and wrestled John Cena so is he done now or is he still wrestling Undertaker wrestled a couple more times 
But I think he's officially, officially done now. He's like, gotta be like in his 60s almost. He, Ron Taker is like 53, 54 years old. Yeah, he's pretty old. <laughs> it's too old. He was old in 2017, man. He was old in 2007. But like, you know, he, yeah. uh, I thought I had seen him retire and then he didn't. So I always joke with my, with my friend that I went with that WrestleMania was just a big old lie that we went to. Like, you know. John Cena and Nikki Bella did not get married. Undertaker did not retire. Like, it was a whole lie. Well, it's perfect because that form of wrestling is a whole lie anyway. It's fake. That's (laughs) it for this edition of the Gosha News Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll have, uh, hopefully, some more things to talk about next week. And, uh, yeah. No comeback. See you then. (laughs)